Welcome back to The Daily Poem. I'm David Kern, and today is Tuesday, February 9th, 2021. Today's poem is by James Mercer Langston Hughes, also known as Langston Hughes. He was born February 1st, 1901, and so this earlier this month would have been the 120th birthday, uh, the 120th anniversary of his birth. And then he died on May 22nd, 1967. He was, of course, one of the key figures of the Harlem Renaissance. The poem that I'm going to read today is called The Negro Speaks of Rivers, and it's one of the most important uh, poems of Langston Hughes's uh, canon. And I'm going to share some thoughts about that poem from a book that I helped work on, 30 Poems to Memorize Before It's Too Late, in particular, an essay on this particular poem by Christine Perron. The essay is called The Slow Accretion of Experience. So what I'll do is I'll read the poem, and then I will share a few thoughts from uh, Christine Perron's essay on this poem, and then I'll read it one more time. If you are a longtime listener of this podcast, you would remember, I think I read this a couple of years ago, but given that it's Black History Month and that we just had the... Uh, would have just celebrated Langston Hughes' birthday on the 1st of February. I wanted to read it again. Hughes was a Missouri-born poet who made his name while living in New York City. He was an innovator of jazz poetry and incorporated syncopation and repetition into traditional verse forms, thus mirroring the improvisational nature of jazz and blues music. As David Littlejohn wrote, quote, by molding his verse always on the sounds of Negro talk, the rhythms of Negro music, by retaining his own keen honesty and directness, his poetic sense and ironic intelligence, he maintained through four decades a readable newness distinctly his own, end quote. And that's from David Littlejohn's essay on Langston Hughes. So here is The Negro Speaks of Rivers, one of the most important um, poems of the 20th century, probably. I've known rivers. I've known rivers as ancient as the world and older than the flow of human blood and human veins. My soul has grown deep like the rivers. I bathed in the Euphrates when dawns were young. I built my hut near the Congo and it lulled me to sleep. I looked upon the Nile and raised the pyramids above it. I heard the singing of the Mississippi when Abe Lincoln went down to New Orleans, and I've seen its muddy bosom turn all golden in the sunset. I've known rivers, ancient, dusky rivers. My soul has grown deep like the rivers. So as I said, this, these uh, thoughts come from uh, Christine Perrin's essay from 30 Poems to Memorize Before It's Too Late, and she, write, she writes this. This is an essential poem in Hughes's collection, despite the fact that he wrote it when he was just 18 years old. In various recitations of the poem, he explained how he wrote it when traveling by train to visit his father in Mexico and passed over the Mississippi River, which flows through 10 states. He began to think about what this river meant to people. His grandmother, who raised him until age 13, had described to him what a terrible thing it was to be sold on the Mississippi as a slave. Hughes knew that Abraham Lincoln had seen the slave trade on the river when he was a young man, never forgot it, and went on to sign the Emancipation Proclamation. As Hughes contemplated the muddy river turning golden at sunset, he took out a letter from his father and wrote this poem on the back of it. The repetitions and stanza breaks serve as ruminative and cumulative space, a two-line stanza 
one line stanza, four line stanza, two line stanza, one line stanza. Note the accordion-like expansion occurring force, wisdom, and depth. Sometimes these sections can serve as a memory device. And jumping slightly ahead, this poem is a classic example of Hugh's act of claiming the voice of his people and of speaking for African-American peoples throughout history and across vast geography by claiming the rivers that flowed through these places, Euphrates, Congo, Nile, Mississippi. First, he binds the soul and heritage of this expansive community to the Euphrates that is pre-racial and geographically far from Africa, considered the location of the Garden of Eden and the genesis of human civilization. At the same time that he identifies with the unity of people of color in every country and every age, he links a mystical geography that is not identified with blackness or whiteness. Thus, he lays claim to an accumulated wisdom as profound and deep as the rivers of civilization in the beginning of time. The other rivers, Congo and Nile, link directly to slavery over extensive time and wide location, and the Mississippi registers the very recent past of American slave history. He invokes this without ever saying the word slavery, and embeds the sensation of depth, accumulation, time, gathering force, and fluency in the formal choices of the poem. And jumping ahead one more time for a little bit more. Throughout the poem, the reader feels the pull and flow of the river water in the lines, the slow accretion of experience. We encounter a layering effect achieved by the repetition of the rhythms. The pauses are essential to recitation, but there are also returns everywhere. Jumping ahead again, rivers have a long history of fertility and life sustenance. Water remembers where it has been and shapes the human and geologic reality with its powerful flow. At once, the poem formally creates that power, momentum, and placeholding, with these devices of repetition combined with movement. End quote. So, a few things for you to think about there as I read it one more time and we remember Langston Hughes just after his 120th birthday. The Negro Speaks of Rivers. I've known rivers. I've known rivers ancient as the world and older than the flow of human blood in human veins. My soul has grown deep like the rivers. I bathed in the Euphrates when dawns were young. I built my hut near the Congo and it lulled me to sleep. I looked upon the Nile and raised the pyramids above it. I heard the singing of the Mississippi when Abe Lincoln went down to New Orleans, and I've seen its muddy bosom turn all golden in the sunset. I've known rivers, ancient, dusky rivers. My soul has grown deep like the rivers. This has been The Daily Poem. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll be back tomorrow with another poem for you.